you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. Today, we are in the midst of the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic, which is going across the whole world. And here in the U.S., we are still dealing with it, as well as here in California, where I am. And there's so much information out there about COVID-19 that I really didn't want to be doing my own spin on it or really even talking about the specifics of it very much. There's just an overwhelming amount of information out there. What I wanted to talk about today is how we can make it through this and still be healthy. We need our health for a number of things, one of which is that the healthier we are, the better chance we have of making it through without catching the virus, or if we do, not having any long-term or even short-term issues from it. So what I thought I would talk about today, besides the fact that we all need to lower our stress and our worry, which I talked about a little bit in last week's podcast, actually quite a bit, the biggest thing or maybe I should say the two biggest things that I think everyone needs to remember having to do with stress and worry is that if that's what you start, if you start going down that road of worrying and overreacting and feeling totally stressed out and not being able to sleep or, or, um, you know, do just the normal things of life, which we're a little limited on anyways. But two things I wanted to say, one of which is don't forget to breathe. When you start getting stressed, the thing that we all stop is that we take a big breath and then we hold it. And it's just, it's like a a reaction, a normal reaction. So remember at that point to let it out take another deep breath to the count of four and let it out to the count of four and take another deep breath at the count of four and let it out again. You will find that that will help to relax you and it will also help your brain 
and your whole body to become a little more aware of your circumstances and where you are and bring you back into yourself. And the second thing is try and do some meditation. Maybe it's some walking meditation. Maybe it's just sitting in a chair and daydreaming out the window. Anything where you can have your body relax and have your mind relax. And again, a good time, that's a good time to do the breathing as well. Okay, so back to today's podcast now that I've spent four minutes or more um, talking about what I said I wasn't going to. But I'm just here trying to help you and myself to get through this the best that we can. So what I wanted to talk about today actually is I found an article, very interesting, um, on the five foods that are the best to eat to help your heart. And most of these, I think we know, but it never hurts to repeat it and remind people. The first thing they put on, they were talking about on here actually, which is not a specific food, but just a diet, which is a Mediterranean style diet. This diet is something that as we go along has been picking up more and more supporters who really like it and that it's balanced. It has good food and good nutrients. It is something that is can is and can be delicious. So, but it doesn't have a lot of crap in it, which we all have a tendency to eat. But I hope that nobody who listens to my podcast does that. So the first thing that they talk about on there, the first food is extra virgin olive oil. And extra virgin olive oil is wonderful because it has all of these great monounsaturated fatty acids in it. You can use it on all kinds of vegetables in salad dressing. I make my own salad dressing and that's what I use very easily. Just some red wine vinegar, olive oil, and Dijon mustard and you're done. So it's about, I don't know, a third a quarter maybe to a vinegar and three quarters olive oil and then um, as much Dijon mustard as you want in it. Shake it all up. It's wonderful. I love it. Okay, so back to just the plain extra virgin olive oil. It will help you lower your bad LDL cholesterol. And it has antioxidants, which um, prevents damage by the free radicals that can harm your cells. And that includes the ones that are in your arteries, which is very important. Because once those arterial walls get damaged, 
then it can start getting fatty deposits on it, sticking to it. And that's how you get plaque in your blood vessels. So in this article, they are talking about uh, substituting olive oil for unhealthy saturated fats, such as butter. I personally think butter has some good to it as well. But I, th- I would agree with them that the olive oil is better. One of the things that they talk about, though, and I totally agree with this, is to um, actually, they say to avoid heat and chemical processing during bottling. That's why you should go for the extra virgin olive oil. What I want to say is that don't try sauteing or frying with it because it can get, I don't know, the word that comes to mind is injured, if you want to call it that, or damaged by the high heat. Olive oil doesn't like really high heat. So what you, your best thing to do is to use something else, like maybe an avocado oil, which works really well with high heat, and then put the olive oil on at the very end and just kind of mix it up and then put it in the dish or even drizzle it over it when you've already put the vegetables into the dish. Um, I personally also like just sauteing it first without any fat in a in a um, nonstick pan, not the kind that, that gives off odors and stuff. But, um, and then I put the olive oil in at the end with a little, little sea salt and it's great. Number two, um, they talked about mixed nuts and what they're talking about here is not a lot, but essentially taking a, a handful and have it be um, different kinds of nuts because they all do some different, um, have different fats and protein and fiber in them. And they're very nutrient dense. So you don't need a lot of them in order to get a good dose of all of these good things for you. Okay, number three is fatty fish, which is just like the olive oil and to a certain degree the mixed nuts, a a healthy fat. And that's why you can eat things like tuna, salmon, trout, mackerel, Um, I would also probably put in there, um, I can't think what they're called, sardines. Um, You obviously don't want to eat tuna a lot because it can have a lot of mercury in it. So I would go for the salmon, um, especially if you're going with canned. Um, Stop saying M, Susan. Okay. There is a lot of omega-3 fatty acids that are in these fish, which can help you 
in not getting damaging inflammation into your body. And those omega-3 fatty acids, you can get them from plant-based foods as well, but it's really not as good because then the the omega-3s that are in, in the plant-based ones, your body then has to make, has to change it into um, the omega-3s because the plant-based have alpha-linoleic acid in them. And that's what your body then tries to, to change into the omega-3s. And if your body is not in, if it's not very good at switching it and converting it, then you're not going to get the omega-3s. You're much better off just eating fish a couple of times a week or more, but um, minimum. And you that with that, you can get some good protein as well as getting the omega-3s. Number four on their list is something <laughs> which I've never actually seen anybody call it this. It's, it's Roy Gibbov. I don't know. It's just, it's just a bunch of initials, which is R-O-Y-G-B-V as in Victor. And it stands for red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet, which turns out are all the colors of the visible light spectrum like you would see if you're looking at a rainbow. But they are using it as a way to remember how to choose vegetables and fruits. And what they're trying to get across in here is that you want to get as many different colors as possible into your daily diet, which is something that I know and I'm not real good about that mostly because I'm kind of limited on the vegetables. I'm not a big, I love certain vegetables, but there are other things that are just like, I don't think so. So most of the ones I like are green, Um, you know, asparagus and broccoli and Brussels sprouts, um, green beans. Well, you get the idea. Okay. Um, the different then, but this is fruits and vegetables. So that that's where I get my other colors from, not the vegetable part. The different colors mean that they have different nutrient profiles and different benefits, which is why choosing a wide variety is a really good idea. And that's really what you want to do. It's a good base to build on from all of those good antioxidants and other other things that are in all of these fruits and vegetables, which helps your arteries to stay strong. And let's see, she's got a little tip in here that says, in addition to aiming for a variety of color, to try new types of fruits and vegetables in order to keep your palate interested in eating all of these different things. Number five, and the last one, is barley. 
barley has a lot of good soluble fiber in it. And that has some great heart benefits because it, what it does is it binds to the cholesterol in your bloodstream and it also um, binds to some other substances that are in your gut and keeps the fats from building up in the body where they might cause the plaques again in your arteries. So what it, how it, it works on the cholesterol is that it reduces the production of the cholesterol in your liver, which then also helps keeping your lipid levels in check. And the fiber will help you to feel full so that you're not eating quite as much as you were before, which especially if you need to lose some weight, that's a great way to do it. Also remember, I'll, I'll say this um, as well, is don't wolf down your food because then you're going to eat more than you really need. Eat a little slower and give your body some time to recognize the calories and the food that you've put into it so that then you will feel full but you're not going to feel stuffed. And that's why so many of us will eat a big meal and we're not really paying attention and we just keep eating and then we feel stuffed afterwards. So you just have to watch. And when you start to feel full, that's when you need to stop because it's going to be another 20, 30 minutes before your body actually settles down in its digestion and at that point, you'll know whether you ate enough or not, or too much. Um, they also talk about other grains that are similar to barley with the same soluble fiber, and also about beans being a good um, non-grain option because they, besides having the fiber benefit, are also high in protein which um, they suggest you might want to swap out your meat in your dinners once or twice a week and use beans instead. And their tip on this is to pre-cook your grains like the barley and rice and keep them in the fridge or in the freezer already cooked. So then all you have to do is pull them out and put them into your dish. So I think that's a, a great idea, especially if, um, well, obviously not right now, but um, although for some of you, I guess maybe it is, but um, if you are busy with work, maybe you're busy with kids or your parents or things for yourself, maybe you've gone back to school, I don't know, there could be any number of reasons and you just don't have a lot of time on your hands to cook. So the more of these things that you can do in larger batches, and then they can be for five or six or seven dinners or lunches, 
then you're getting really good nutritious food. And at the same time, you're not having to spend a lot of time doing it. So you're not going to be going for the, um, the McDonald's hamburgers and, and just a sandwich out of the fridge. Okay, um, that is it for this. One of the other things that they throw in this article also is that for your heart, which is what all these foods are good for, among other things, that you really need to get some regular exercise, get out there and get some physical activity. Because if you don't do that, your heart is a muscle and you need to exercise it. And you can only do that by going out and exercising your body and making your heart beat stronger and push that blood out there by um, running or walking fast or walking up and down stairs. There's a lot of different things that you can do that will help your heart to become healthy and last longer, um, for lack of a better word. Okay, so I think that's about it. Um, I'm afraid I, I know I threw out there about the beans. Um, I can't help you much on that. Beans are not something that I particularly like and I've never made them myself. So, but I'm sure it's very easy to do. Um, my mother used to make a lot of chili beans. That was one of her signature dishes that everyone loved. So it's very, very good for you. The fiber in it is excellent. And if you like them, by all means, go for it. Um, and they, I'm not, I don't think they're real difficult to, to cook. I think they just take a while. So with that, I will end today's podcast. And I will say that I am not a doctor and nothing in this podcast is, should be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical issues, please go to your own physician and get yourself looked at and checked and whatever it is, get it taken care of. So let's see what else, there was something else. Um, If you would like to go to the website and sign up for my emails, that would be great. Um, I am still working with my email provider and they are helping me to clean up my list because the spammers just love my site. So, but you won't get lost in that. Please don't think that you will. And I am still planning on getting my blog up and going. There's just all of these other things in my on my website that I'm trying to fix, um, as well as getting my coaching started. I would um, also throw out there that especially during this time with the COVID-19, 
I am offering um, sessions, free sessions, half an hour or an hour session to talk and help you if you are having some particular issues in dealing with all of this stress and strain that is happening with the COVID-19. Um, and I am doing this because I want to serve and I want to help people. And I'm not trying to do this, <clears throat> excuse me, to start making some money off of it. I'm just, I just want to be of service. So again, you can, um, if you're on Facebook, you can private message me. You can go to um, the Healthy Tips After 50 page and leave a message in there just asking me to get back to you and we can figure this out. Otherwise, um, send me a message or a comment on my website and I will definitely get back to you. Okay, so that's it for today and for this week. And I will be talking to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.